Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 252nd episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We're powered by Epic.net and those sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8-Bit. And join me today, my podcast, Ride or Die, the chips to my gravy. You can find her on them socials at Miss Allie Hart. Miss Allie Hart, how the bloody hell are you? I'm doing way better than last week. That's for damn sure. <laughs> That is very true. You've uh, you've you've come through in the clutch. You've uh, you've rested. You've recovered, and you're back to 100. percent It's good to see. Yeah, gosh, it's a rough. It's rough, and especially when it's like a weekend too. No one wants to be sick on the weekend. That's like the worst time to be sick. That's your body really uh, giving it to you for, I guess, mistreating it. So yeah, got to learn. Yeah, it's um, it, it it stood up for itself and said, you know what, enough is enough, Miss Hart. <laughs> really, did. you are not hydrating me, so you are going to waste your weekend recovering and suffering so yeah. stick that up you had said yeah lesson learned i'm now hydrated sporting liters and liters of water now oh, yep it is essential it's kids so bad though. drink your water you gotta go to the bathroom so much how does anyone mm. have a functioning life like that <laughs> yeah and it feels like the older you get the less strengthened your bladder is like it feels <laughs> like it's it shrinks with every day you get older so you can consume less liquid so you need to wee more often because uh it's just the the circle of life yeah. as they say yeah. maybe they say that i don't know they might use that kind of reference in regards to bladder um emptying and filling and you know it's a circular process in some ways yes uh, yes sorry mm. listeners we have already talked about bathroom talk but it's not poop for once or vomit so points to yep, us yep yeah, we'll we'll leave those off the docket for today and just just talk <laughs> about uh, bladder functions and urination. But yeah, we are here, episode two five two of THG. Now I'm thinking about chips and gravy Schnitzel. and chicken salt on the chips as well. Oh, I, I like I like the, the the duo. Give me the chicken salt with the gravy. Mm, I'm in. Oh, see, like I miss that sort of stuff. I miss the really thick crispy chips of Australia and battered sabs. Oh my god, I've got so many battered sabs. I know. In the... You told me about your stash. <laughs> I'm here suffering. Got to deal with like stupid corn dogs. I'm the Dagwood Dog Baron over here. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm gonna open up a little cart outside of outside of my house while I'm in lockdown and just sell them to the neighbours. <laughs> Side note: We've got kids in our suburb, completely unrelated, but related to this thread that I was sort of pulling on just now. Every other week, they've got some new little side hustle going on. Like um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, they had a lemonade stand going. Nice. A couple of weeks before that, they were selling homemade chocolates. Nice. A couple of weeks before that, they were selling their own toys. They were selling oh. like their old toys to buy new toys. And uh, I think they've realized I'm a bit of a mark. And um, <laughs> not only did I just like driving home, they'd sort of almost stop you in the street in the car to say, hey, do you want to buy this stuff? Wow. Now they know where I live, they've actually come to my door a few times and said, hey, we've got a lemonade stand up around the corner. Do you want to come get some? And it's like, what do you say to these kids? It's like, you know, they're cute, adorable. 
they'd be no more than you know 10 11 years old and they've just got their uh their little hustle pants on and um they're out there earning a crust and i can respect that but um it's just tough because no one eat or, or really carries cash as well. That's the other problem. That is a major. I'm issue like, now. if you take if if you take FPOS, I'm all for it. But if not, I can't help you because no one carries cash anymore, kiddos. Kid whips out Venmo. <laughs> yeah. You got PayPal? <laughs> Send me your deeds. What's your pay ID? I'll tra- I'll transfer it right now. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see what their next little uh little mogul esque move is going to be. Oh, they get big. They're, they're working their way. Through. Maybe cookies. Maybe they're going to start doing like um. Like Girl Scout cookies and and Scout cookies and stuff like that. Maybe maybe, maybe they'll start selling that. I watched enough American television and film to know that there's fantastic flavors and assortments, and I'd probably buy all of them if they did that. Yes, Girl Scout cookies do live up to the hype that TV kind of established for them, but it is also absolutely terrifying, like how much of a weird multi-level marketing scheme kind of thing it seems where. It, when it's cookie time, you know, you find your dealer, you know, you got people like trying to sell it in like car parks in front of grocery stores, just at parks. And then you have people wheeling and dealing in offices. It's it's a whole thing. It's like it um, is a whole thing. Like the fundraisers when we kind of like grew up where it was either like candy, like you get the box of chocolate and you had to sell the chocolate and yeah, your parents yeah, used yeah. To always have to take it into work. It's kind of like Do you remember, that. Um, was it Jump Rope for Heart? Is that what they called it? Remember that? Were you part of that as well? What, when you had to skip a certain amount of skips for money? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I ever did it. Yeah, I think I did it very poorly, or at least I went around and raised money and never did it. So mm. it was that, and then there was like the cross-country, whatever the cross-country one where they'd make you, you know, just run certain distances to raise money for whatever charity oh, it was at the time. I don't think we ever did it for charity. I thought it was just a cross-country yeah i think they had to incentivize us we we're pretty lazy kids i guess <laughs> still <laughs> yeah, for charity some, though have some candy and oh, win a bike. Candies. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's contradictory but oh well yeah good times indeed anyway back back on track uh we're here we've got a very normalized episode of thg mm. four years coming at you uh, and i guess we could jump right into what we've been up to and um Over the last couple of weeks, with thanks to Devolver Digital, we've been uh, able to work our way through a little indie darling that is getting a lot of positive press around the internet. And we're talking obviously about Death's Door, which was done by Acid Nerve, which was actually um, surprised me when I was doing some research. Acid Nerve is a two-man team. So Mark Foster and David Fenn made this game. Two people made Death's Door. And um, it is a phenomenal little indie gem. Uh, and you know, or maybe not even like indie gem. Maybe that's being disrespectful. Let's say it's a phenomenal little game. It is charming. It's cute. It's somber. It's quirky. It's got some comedic licks in there. It's got some sort of beautifully horrific imagery and and quirky characters that are a little bit Tim Burtony nightmare fuely to a degree. Yeah. But. I've been really, really enjoying my time with this game, Miss Hart. How about you? I also have actually really, really enjoyed my time playing it. I'm having these um, sessions of just like picking it up and then just not putting it down out of sheer determination of like overcoming certain obstacles that I'm like, no, no, this time around I'll get it. This time around I get it. I have to thank Jono because like I'm pretty certain Trigger Witch, it was probably a good introduction to me to play these kind of style of games and I don't know maybe I've bitten a bug and I'm starting to like these kind of um 
you know, like these these puzzles. It's the puzzle element that I think I enjoy more. I don't mind the action and the hack and slash, but I do really enjoy these like puzzle rooms where you got to solve whatever needs to be solved in order to unlock the gate or unlock the next part of the stage. So um, it is also beautiful. I can't actually believe that only two people were mm-hmm. involved in the making of this game because the style is really stunning. The music is so beautiful. I, one thing that has really um, like taken my notice is the music and it's just really, really pretty like and really it just fits everything like everything that about the game stylized just really really works and the ideas are very morbid in this game like like it's you know you're playing as a cute little bird and you know you're out there hacking and slashing in this world and then like when you really think about the undertones of like oh you know these are souls that you're taking and these people need to like you know accept their death and move on to the afterlife kind of thing. Yeah. I'm like, wait, these are really dark tones. Yeah, it's it's very, like, the, the morbidness of the game is wrapped in this very cute, whimsical bow. Like, mm. yeah, you're, you're playing this little this little crow and um, for all intents and purposes, you're like a little, little sort of um, hireable Grim Reaper. You're mm. out there harvesting souls for <laughs> this group of crows that sort of work um as sort of a a bureaucratic sort of gatekeeper to the afterlife you could say and um just out there doing your thing and uh reaping souls and earning the crust and then going back to the 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 bureaucratic hq and and you know checking in with the guys in admin and the people in sales and all that like it's it's crazy that you sort of got this modern day like industrial world like almost like a little crow based cbd and then you're sort of transporting into these other worlds where you are harvesting these resistant souls that Mm. refuse to i guess accept and then go into the afterlife and it's so well done like the action rpg flavor of this game like you hit it right on the head where um you know i guess we can indirectly thank jono where We've we've played now back to back games that aren't in our usual rotation and play style yeah. that both sort of lean heavily to that sort of throwback Zelda style, and we've both been really enjoying playing these two games. And um, yeah, it hooked me right from the jump. I loved I loved the like the muted color palettes in this game. I liked the quirkiness with the interactions with the characters, the combat was super simple to pick up like mm-hmm. it's only a handful of buttons to to sort of engage with enemies but obviously you can you can level up your abilities and items and, and your play style as you go but the enemy archetypes are very diverse the the boss battles you have in this game are fantastic and as you said like they can be punishing but learning learning the moves learning the tells learning the sequences that you need to sort of hop skip and jump around or hit this or avoid that dying a couple of times and letting that absorb into your muscle memory and then going back and mm-hmm. and defeating these bosses knowing what you did wrong and what you need to do is so rewarding yeah it felt so great when you finally <laughs> took <laughs> down that boss had those interactions and then you know progress further into the story like it's so fun to play this game in like every aspect like i've been loving this game is hard yeah and 
<laughs> it is rewarding when you finally learn, like when you are going against a certain boss or a certain stage and you you are like failing, that is a punish. Like, you know, you do get your levels of frustration and then you get, you know, you accidentally roll off the edge of the map and that kills you or you roll into an attack and then that's it. Like, I do believe the, like, the difficulty of this game, I think it's fairly set. Um, I couldn't really see a kid playing this game. I definitely think you would have nah. to have some kind of skill level um, as a gamer of playing this game. But um, it's not necessarily difficult and it's not necessarily easy. I think there's just like a lot of elements to it that um, it essentially pushes you into a learning process to get re- get you ready for future battles. And um, I, yeah, I like the only thing that I st- and I'm still not liking this. And I think I even said this about Ratchet and Clank where um i i as a player don't like knowing i can see something like that i want to grab and then like straight away i'm like i can't grab that until obviously further on in the game when i unlock something mm-hmm. and i have to come back and get that that still bothers me and i've i've, I've encountered it multiple times in this game and that's the only thing that kind of irks me and just kind of frustrates me a little bit um so that would probably be my only real major negative um everything else like um i i couldn't believe that this game captivated me i'm a big everyone knows that i'm really big into volvo digital and everything that they kind of bring out um i always try to support the titles but when this one came out i definitely thought it was gorgeous and i'm like but do- it doesn't look like my kind of game and happily enough they uh proved me wrong is I love it. It's very enjoyable and I haven't finished it, full confession, but um, I'm enjoying the journey to get to the ending, so. Yeah, I, I finished it during the week and um, really, really great experience. I, I think all up maybe, like I, I don't have, like I didn't look at the, the playtime count or anything like that, but I'd say somewhere between eight to 10 hours, I'm guessing all up, somewhere in that realm, mm. it feels like, but it didn't feel like, oh my God, I've put 10 hours into this game. Like it's so much time. Like I've been doing it like you have where I've just been picking it up, playing it for a couple of hours, progressing a bit further, maybe getting to a point where I might've struggled or I'm just like, you know, that's enough for now. And yeah. I put it down, go do something else. And it's it's great in that regard, but um, it's just so cool. I, I, I completely understand what you're saying about where they're like, just you can see just at the edge of the map you get to and there's a secret up there or there's a door you can't get in or whatever and and knowing full well i'm gonna come back here later when i've got the necessary item or the ability to to traverse to that space like the the completionist in in a gamer this game is perfect for you in that because there's so many little secrets and side collectibles Mm -hmm. and rewards for getting off that beaten path so so yeah don't just sort of be looking to always go from point a to point b like you know get out there in the weeds go go left when you should go right vice versa just to sort of see what else is out there because this is a very rich world it's a very realized world it's a very lived in world and um yeah it's it's expertly done and um i've been loving my time with this game and just the the just varied assortment of characters you meet along Mm -hmm. the way just there were some moments and some exchanges you have with these characters where I was literally laughing out loud with some of the things they say or just their mannerisms like or their name you, you meet someone in sort of the first third of the game who's got a goddamn like soup pot as a head Pothead. and you know he's offering yeah he's offering you to you know eat the soup out of his like I don't know if that means you're eating his brains or whatever mm-hmm. he's offering you you know to, to have a have a feed and 
I was just in hysterics with some of the exchanges you have with him and then meeting some of the bosses and some of the interactions you have. It's just really, really, really well done. Like Acid Nerve is a studio I've heard of before, but I've had no touch with with their their gaming history. And I think Death's Door has just really, really put these these two very talented uh, game developers on the map as far as what the future has in store. And um, they've nailed Death's Door. Like um, looking at Metacritic, it's an 86 on Metacritic with a user score of 8.6. So okay. it's um, very, very, very positively reviewed. Came out on my birthday, which is awesome. Mm. So uh, I can't say that I'm directly responsible for this fantastic game, but I've got a. I'm taking a little bit of it because we share the same birth date now, so we'll be remembered sort of, um, you know, together. Yeah, maybe. I, I definitely think for any other person out there that maybe looked at this title and thought like I'm not really into these kind of games, it. <laughs> me and Brendan have changed people we're we're quite attached um it's it's i feel like this game is a great experience overall if if it's not for just the overall gameplay it's just being in the universe and just seeing the design of both character design and music design there's some adorable characters in this uh, in this game um like um, brendan mentioned pothead um he's quite quite a sweetheart but even uh his grandma um the Mm -hmm. design for her is very very great it reminds me of a lot of cartoons and animations growing up so uh yeah i i I think if you're on the fence about it um definitely look into it more and maybe give it a go because um i'm really really enjoying it yeah me too me too available on pc and available on xbox so we we played and i guess you could say we're reviewing it from our experiences on the xbox series x Mm. uh ran smooth i had zero zero freezes zero crashes yeah. Didn't notice any tearing, anything like that. This thing was just buttery smooth Polished, from yeah. from boot up to finish. And yeah, the graphics on this thing, like it's it's cute and it's gorgeous, but um, it's got its own yeah quirky charm and a little bit of sadness in certain parts yeah. with characters and whatnot. Like it's it's so great and that sort of bullet hell style arena fight you have with the battles and just those parts where they'll sort of zone you off and you've got to kill waves of enemies as they're coming through those gates that shit's intense sometimes like it's it's crazy where you've got 10 10 different enemies coming at you and there's maybe five different archetypes where some of them are you know like little mage casters shooting projectiles you've got melee guys you've got guys charging at you and it's it's like heart racing stuff and yeah i i really 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 enjoyed my time with this game acid nerve like Thumbs up to you two legends because this is this is going to be one of the games of the year. I'm confidently throwing that out there and, and you can already see like 86 on Metacritic. A lot of the world is very high in this game. It's getting a lot of positive press. Everything you see on the socials, it's just thumbs up. And even like one thing which I thought might have just ended up being a throwaway thing that I'm seeing on the socials a lot is regarding the, the signs. I accidentally chopped the sign the first time when I meant to press it and read it chops the sign in half and then it shows what the sign reads but the wording is only in half it's only showing you the, the bottom of the words across the bottom of your screen now yeah. and i thought that was just such a simple nothing little bit of code but it's so great it just shows like the love and attention to detail mm-hmm. that these guys have put into this game so yeah i i can't speak highly enough about this game is hard i'm i mean i recommend it it's eight bit approved yeah it's it's a phenomenal little gem yeah if you don't play it now put it on that bucket list 
100%. Yeah. Eight to 10 hours, really rewarding, great cast of characters, fun yet challenging combat, great puzzle elements, great exploration. Just that art style. I love that sort of muted sort of stripped back color palette that's in this game. Um, contrasting then with like the bright neon bits of like the bow and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like it really contrasts with with the background and the foregrounds in this game with your little crow. Yeah, It's so great, Miss Hart. Yeah. So great. We're, we've been very lucky with a couple of back-to-back indie winners yeah. uh, that we've been tackling here. Uh, anything else that's been happening this week? Anything you've been watching? Anything else you've you've dabbled in that you wanted to highlight before we maybe start rocking and rolling through the the main course of the show? No, apart from doing my assessment work, blah, and just catching blah. up on all the uh, TV shows um, that have been coming out like lately. Um, Ted Lasso. Now that oh god, it's so, I haven't watched episode three yet that came out last night, but the first two episodes of season two. It's just great fun. It's just good, wholesome comedy with roots of like drama and just real world stuff yeah it's just a relatable show yeah it's 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 a great show anyone that hasn't watched mm-hmm. it although it's feel like that gap is feeling like very very thin now between people who haven't watched it and watched it i'm glad that the message has been kind of getting out there about that one 110 percent, 110 percent. i've um i tried uh season 10 of apex legends this week oh, so it's that, that's good. dropped i'm hearing positive stuff yeah, it's looking good. Some new some new changes as far as like there's a new um, you know, slow firing LMG in the game, which feels fucking nice. Um the the prowl is back into the into the mainstay roles, <laughs> but it's only burst fire instead of oh. um alternate or like automatic. You can't sort of switch it to full auto, it's just burst now only. Mm. Uh, I I played a couple of rounds of Seer the new character that's made his way into the game. How is he? He looks interesting based on what I've watched. He's a freaking cool dude to play. Yeah. Um, and, and he can really, really, really help your team. Like a lot of like his abilities are primarily focused on highlighting enemies on the map. Um, his sort of L, LB or L1 ability sort of shoots this singular cone in front of him out to 75 meters and it highlights any enemies in that cone. So you can see where they are, where they're moving, which way they're facing. So if there's like one or two guys hunkered down in a building, you can see which way they're going and sort of strategize to get in around behind them. If you hit them dead on, it does damage to their their shields and health as well. Mm. And it also shows their, their sort of shield and health level. So you know how much health or shield they have. And then the ultimate drops this big cone uh, big dome, sorry, around the map and it highlights all the enemies in there and which way they're moving. You can see which way their steps are. So it's really, really cool. End game with that, I played a couple of, I only played maybe five games total and I played four with him. Um, using these abilities in the end game where it's a nice condensed mm-hmm. zone, knowing exactly where everybody is, it can really help sort of feels- lower the heart rate <laughs> in that final sort of skirmish. So it's uh, it's been fun and just the... The changes to the World's Edge map has been nice. Obviously, with each new season, there's things that happen to the map that makes it fresh and, and sort of mm-hmm. um, changes up that rotation, that play style. And it's really fun, Miss Hart. We need to we need to get out and rumble. Yeah, I've definitely been meaning to jump into this new season. I'm hearing a lot of positivity, obviously, on the new character, new map. Um, we're also hearing like a lot of reports of like just gameplay stabilization. A lot of people are saying they're not um, experiencing as many drops or um, like frame rate issues or just like downtime on the servers. Um, we're also seeing a lot of um, uh, 
major players in other battle royales moving over to Fortnite. Uh, no, not to Fortnite, sorry, to um, Apex. To Apex, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, people like from Fortnite and from Call of Duty, like, uh, have been kind of dipping their toe into Apex and liking it. So um, that's always mm. positive. Um, positive to always grow the community because... Uh, the more popular a game gets, the more funding and backing and support it gets, and it's just better for all players. So, yeah, it's it's really really great. And um, I even uh, before this season rolled over, the start of the week, I played just a just a, a match at the back end of season nine. I play as like Valkyrie, sort of my main these days, mm-hmm. and I had another one of those matches where one of one of the players disconnected before the game even started, and the other player got knocked, got dropped. I grabbed his tags, but then he quit the game. And this was early in the game. And I sort of did my stealthing all the way to the back <laughs> end of the back end of the zone. And I somehow like 1v3 and then 1v3, two squads and took them both down and wow. got the win. Like they were battling and I sort of just like vaulted in over the top. And just like, it was probably the, the best series of gameplay I've ever done in Apex. Like perfectly thrown grenades, perfectly dropped you know, um, ballistic mm-hmm. missile thing that, that Valkyrie does, which slows them a little bit more grenades, knock, 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 got this next guy, jumped over this roof, ran through here. It was a whole thing. <laughs> and it was like, I felt like I, I got to retire right now from this moment because I've peaked, mm-hmm. but it was so great. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Apex season 10, it's, it's good fun. C is a cool character. Just, just great, great battle royale hotness. Yeah. Tons of fun. Yeah. Tons of fun. Tons of fun, awesomeness, and all that other good stuff. And if you're looking for other good stuff, you can obviously go support us over at ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8 bit uh, for the low, low price. Starting $1, you can get some tiered subscription levels. Going to get you exclusive access to podcasts that are only available on Ko-fi, as well as early access to a host of 8-bit-centric podcasts, as well as also periodic uh, merchandise and just general swag drops, depending on the tier of subscription you have there over at ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8 bit. Obviously, if you want to do single standalone purchase, you can get the 8 bit founders coin for the price of $20 AUD delivered anywhere across the entire planet Earth. No matter where you are, as long as you've got a postal address, we will get one of these coins shipped out to said address for $20 Australian, including shipping so get in on that we only got a very small selection of these coins left and we're not going to be reprinting these not going to be repressing these once they're done and sold they are gone forever so get in now to get yourself on a piece of 8-bit related history our august giveaway is officially live uh, if you head over to 8bit.net forward slash win super simple super quick just um you know there's a question there to answer as far as what you would do with the uh G1WL Audio-Technica gaming headset you'd win, as well as some other swagger. It's going to take you literally 60 seconds to get done. So 8bit.net forward slash win. Register for your chance to win a ton in our big August 8-bit snack pack giveaway hotness extravaganza. Winner will be announced at the start of September. Miss Hart, shall we talk about our friends over at Audio-Technica? Oh, let's do that. Now, before we do this... I pressed the wrong sound bite. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. <laughs> I don't know why that bite's just there. I was looking for this one. All right, listeners, whether you're a budding podcaster, streamer, YouTuber, hardcore couch gamer, or just an audio file, 
Audio Technica has you covered with the best range of audio-based equipment in the market today. If you're wondering how the Hungry Gamers sound amazing from episode one right through to now, it's all because of our friends at Audio Technica, our audio partner of choice since 2016. Navigating the world of video games and pop culture with the leaders in audio-based excellence has been a smooth ride, unlike some of the horror stories doing the rounds in video game world. While this news and topics we cover might always not be positive, our audio quality most certainly is. Audio Technica are here to level up your game. And listeners, you can level up your game with their G1WL wireless headset, the detachable mic and 15 hour battery charge time allows you to seamlessly go from the battlefields to the streets. If wireless gaming headsets aren't your thing, fear not as Audio Technica can, can upgrade your vinyl recording listening experience with a sexy range of turntables, improve your KD ratio via their market leading assortment of microphones and headphones, or just generally improve your listening experience with an expanded wide range of headphones that come with all the latest bells and whistles. We're talking Bluetooth, noise cancelling, in-ear or over-ear. There truly is something for everybody over at audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au for AU slash NZ based listeners. On to the news. This week's news headlines. So listeners, it's going to be a little different this week. Uh, we don't have, I guess, a ton of deep dive intricate news articles we've got a, a lot of our uh, little quick hitters so yeah. it's going to be primarily a shots fired based episode here where we've got a couple of sentences um maybe a paragraph for most of these and we'll, we'll jump in give some insights and just uh you know keep the good times rolling here mm. in the studios today so the first one and this sort of follows directly off the back of last week's episode where we talked about the sales successes of the Xbox and PlayStations for the final of, um, you know, up until the end of June into July as far as their previous quarterly earnings. Mm. Uh, Nintendo have come out and they've uh, announced that they've had some strong um, results for this past quarter as well. The company posted net sales of $2.94 billion <laughs> US dollars, billion with a B, for the three months ending June 30, 2021. It is a drop of nearly 10% over the same period of the year before, but um, in more positive news, the Nintendo Switch console um, sales have now surpassed 89 million units worldwide. Wow. Holy guacamole, that's a lot of Switches. That is a lot of Switches. Um, it, it's... You know, it's always hard to keep tabs of like all these like numbers now across the consoles that are out there. I'm wondering, uh, like, is Nintendo Switch going to include every variation of the Switch under the same kind of? Yeah. yeah. So, so that 89 includes like the Switch Lite skew as well as the the standard Switch, and obviously now we've got the Switch OLED coming in in what a month and a half, I think, if my maths is correct. Mm. Uh, so, so yeah, this is just the the whole the whole Switch family um, encompassed in that eighty nine million. They're, they're forecasting Nintendo are saying between now and the end of March. So, what have we got? Six months. They're predicting another twenty two million units to be sold. No shock there. Between now and the end of March, so that's gonna that's gonna bring them up over one hundred eleven million units sold between now and the end of March. Oh well, between. Since this thing's hit the markets in the end of March, I should say. So, uh, yeah, that's that's huge. Yeah, that is huge. It's pretty interesting that um, a portable console had such a success, considering the year that we've had. Um, most people not being too portable in their life. Um, but the Switch is um, quite a. 
a good escape, especially when it comes to an all-round kind of accessible console for ages alike. So I, Nintendo Switch never really seems to struggle when it comes to sales. It's it's mm. Nintendo, right? Yeah, Nintendo's just got that that shine and that prestige attached to whatever they release, whether it be good, bad, phenomenal, average, whatever it is. It's because they've got so much good grace, mm. you know, and and um, you know, positive karma within the gaming space. A lot of gamers are just naturally going to say, "Yep, I'll give it a crack." You know, I'm going to give it a go regardless of whether it fits in with today's blueprint or it's a little quirky, which which Nintendo likes to lean into anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's good to see. And 89 million uh, consoles sold worldwide is phenomenal effort. So nicely done to everyone there at Nintendo. Um, it's not in the docket, but we haven't sort of covered this the last few weeks because we were doing 250 and, and what have you. Hmm. Have you pre-ordered the Steam Deck? No. I haven't asked you this. We hadn't talked about it. I'm like, are you in on the Steam Deck? Are you going to get one of these bad boys? I didn't leave the house. <laughs> I don't like. Or you could. Uh, <laughs> I know. You could use it play on the it in shitter. the shower. Get oh. a waterproof casing. At least we both went to the bathroom. Uh, those are my two places: my house and the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Like like I look I. I pondered over it, but at this stage, it's really new technology, and I'm a little bit of a techno uh, pessimist. So I'd rather let the first batch go out, let people experience it. Like you know, there's going to be maybe some software flaws, maybe some issues, some hiccups and bumps. And if it turns out that the you know it's it's you know the the most amazing thing in the world, then yeah, then I'll jump on at the end kind of thing. So, but I don't really need it right now. I've been toying with the idea, but they they sort of gatekeepered me out of yeah, there because did. obviously it ties to your, your Steam ID, mm-hmm. which ties to then your country of residence. Because I'm Australian, I can't even make the purchase and then like get it drop shipped or anything like that. No. So I either need to make a whole new like Steam Smurf burner account so I can get it and drop ship its way to me, or just wait for when it gets announced locally. Because um, I'm intrigued by the idea. I'm with you though, like. I don't really leave the house at the moment either. So, um, you know, how much usage would this thing get long term? My switch went into, you know, permanent state of idle sleep because I didn't touch it for so long. So, would that happen with the Steam Deck as well? Probably. But at the same time, I want it. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Speaking actually of portable console releases, was it, is it called the Play Date? Is that the, the cute little Yeah, that's the little yellow. Little yellow. Yeah. That, um, I think. Was it this week or this past week? They um started taking like orders. Um, it felt like forever ago that we actually talked about the initial release of this, but you know I'm glad that it worked out and that they, um, I believe they actually ran into issues because of purchasing. So people thought that they sold out, and they're like, no, no, we still got more. Hang tight, and then so um, we're in a good world for um portable console. Hmm. I remember that um. We were talking about the play date because that was that was crowdfunded to start with, wasn't was it? it? I'm pretty sure you could back it early on crowdfunding. I got, I, I like the the cutesy novelty of it, but I'm not going to throw some money at that thing. It's not for me. Yeah, it's it's not, it's not for me. But like, um, I, I I can see the community that it actually appeals to. So I'm just happy it worked out. Yeah, yeah. Completely unrelated, but related to quirky little handheld devices. Did you see uh, Tamagotchi have just released an R2-D2 version? Yeah. 
I don't know how that works. Like, shit. how do you how do you raise a robot? Yeah. Like, isn't it already in its entirety? Isn't it fully formed? The best part of the Tamagotchi is when it took a fat dump on your screen, so then you had this like little pixelated shit on your screen while you were at um, yeah. school. Is it, is it just like a little little corrupted chipset <laughs> with flies and <laughs> buzzing around it? You know. You know what it probably is, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't get it. It's just another Star Wars, you know, franchise money grab. Oh well, mm, one, people I've never pictured, it. never pictured R two D two doing a poo, but now that's all I can think yeah, about. Yeah, in my mind as well. I just picture him going. He's in <laughs> noise as it comes flying out of himself, and he's just like doing that, like side to side to make sure he snaps it off. <laughs> that's that's when he's really got to go. Yeah. See, that's what he's doing in the movies all the time. He's holding it in. He's busting. All right. Sorry, the uh, the next uh, bit of news here: Embrace the group are at it again. People acquiring another eight, eight. That's not seven, that's not nine, that's eight studios for a combined 313 million US dollars. The studios acquired are as follows. Crazy Labs from Israel, Ghost Ship Games from Denmark, Easy Trigger from Sweden, Force Field from the Netherlands, Digix Art from France, Slipgate Ironworks from Denmark, 3D Realms from Denmark, Grimfrost from Sweden. They're a mix of indie, mobile and VR houses. Uh, Embracer now owns more than 240 different IPs across over 40 different countries and will now grow to over 8,000 employees and contracted employees following this latest acquisition. So obviously Embracer Group, formerly known as THQ Nordic, have just been gobbling up people left, right and center. Um, Out of all those studios, the one that stood out to me, 3D Realms, obviously the creators of Duke Nukem 3D Mm -hmm. way back in the day. Shake it, baby. Making their way to the Embracer group. So, uh, holy guacamole, that is a lot of money, but also eight studios with a ton more IP now under that banner. Embracer group are just taking over the world. Embracer group is just doing like it's a small world, aren't they? Like they're just bringing everyone across the globe together under one umbrella. Um, as long as these studios still have get to maintain their creative ideas and they're not just um, acquired studios just to mishmash into whatever Embracer wants to allocate them to. Um, I always worry whenever like big uh, big you know companies take in these um, studios and then like kind of just like, I don't know. I always worry that like these studios who probably had their own creative endeavors like start to get that kind of diminished. Um, and like we've seen, oh, who was it recently who kind of took over some studios and then just allocated them to do the butt work of Sony Oh, products. yeah, when Sony picked up a few studios and mm. they're like, you're going you're gonna to be like the cleanup crew now. You're going to run shotgun with, with these. And like yeah. there was the the um, the bend situation with Sony where they're like, we, we've got this new IP, we want to make that. And like, no, nah, you're going to help with The Last of Us multiplayer or something. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, it's... And from what I've seen um, from some of the press releases doing the rounds and some of the media coverage, some of these studios have been acquired to to work in a support capacity for other studios. So they are, yeah, getting that creative freedom pulled back and saying, all right, you're, you're now, you know, the, you're the bench warmer, you're the support crew. You're going you're gonna to help finalize these other studios' games. So it's disheartening, but at the same time, I guess, this this money that they've bought for these studios hopefully can allow the people at these smaller studios to to live a better life to have more flexibility and freedom and control of their futures as well so i can look at it from both sides of the coin but um embrace group 313 million us dollars eight studios 240 different ips now under their banner holy moly 
Yeah, I guess they they're just like essentially just making themselves as like you know some you know Santa's sack of uh, possible <laughs> like you know <laughs> like you know IP gifts of just like oh remember Duke Nukem you like that well we have access to it right now so we can actually yeah. you know, Santa's sack Santa's sack. Ah, bless. Santa's sack. Embrace the group. That's That's got to be part of their slogan now, moving forward. The home of Santa's sack. All right. Another uh, acquisition happened this week. Focus Home Interactive announced that it has acquired Streets of Rage 4 publisher Dotemu. Uh, they purchased 77.5% of the France-based company shares for $45.5 million US dollars as it exp- aims to expand its game development assets. So... Obviously, Streets of Rage 4 came out, was it the start of last year? Or was it 2019 that oh, Streets of Rage 4 came out? Maybe 2019, but yeah, I wouldn't quote, my, quote me on that one. Yeah, but it was um, it was met with a lot of positive press it good. Uh, because it was taking that old nostalgic early 90s arcade hotness and bringing it into the modern day. Mm-hmm. So Dotemu is already talking about doing more of this, like revisiting old like... Terminator games and old sort of arcadey games Teenage from the, the 80s ever. and 90s to do it. Yeah, they did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. yeah. Yep, so more of that I think is going to be coming to Focus Home Interactive in the future courtesy of Dotimu. But uh, yeah, 77.5% stakeholders now um, in that company, Focus Home Interactive, but it's on the back of what we just said before. It's good to see these guys are getting paid for their hard work and, and hopefully... All the staff involved are getting well rewarded and um, gonna are still allowed to have some of that creative flexibility now mm. that they're part of Focus Home. Yeah, let's hope so. We're seeing a lot of mm. acquisitions. Yeah, we are. We are, and this didn't even like. I even saw like maybe another four or five in the GamesIndustry.biz uh, tracker this past week of acquisitions. Like it's just happening. Every other day, someone's buying somebody or taking shares of this or that. And it's, yeah, the world we live in, Miss Hart. It is. The next one, South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone have signed a deal that calls for the pair to develop 14 movies together with a new game and more seasons at Comedy Central. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the new deal with Viacom CBS's MTV Entertainment Studios covers the development of 14 original movies that will debut exclusively on Paramount+, Plus, beginning with two this year, as well as a multi-season renewal of the flagship series through, its, through to its 30th season in 2027, coinciding with the show's 30th anniversary year. So, um... They they backed up the uh, the brick truck here to Trey Parker and Matt Stone's residence. This deal, six hundred million US dollars. It was signed for this deal, but obviously fourteen movies, a game, and then also a handful of new series to take it to its thirtieth season. Um, holy guacamole! A lot of money. South Park. Funnily enough, I haven't watched probably a new season of South Park for maybe. Four years? It's been a while since I've watched South Park. Some of the new stuff has actually been... It's been weird in the South Park way, but still pretty good. Um, It's been interesting, actually, seeing Stan's dad taking a a forefront position of being almost like he is, like now a main character. Um, And just 
<laughs> just this alone, like 14 movies. They're on to the 30th season. They're like, mm. these are like, like, uh, simpsons numbers here and like i'd really love to have shown my mum way back when when she called it a stupid cartoon just to be like they're not so stupid and like it's hard to also imagine the two guys that were in basketball being these really rich smart moguls of uh animation well even if you go was was orgasmo before basketball, I think it was, wasn't Orgasmo it? Orgasmo was before basketball, yeah. and I think Hannibal the musical was before Orgasmo. Can't quote me on that one. I think you're right. And then they've obviously done like the Book of Mormon. Like they're very oh, smart. That, they're very that is another level of how incredible they are. The Book of Mormon and being the success that it is, and the Broadway masterpiece that it is the the accolades that it's gotten from based on the people from south park it's it's truly interesting just to see like how south park would get poo-pooed but then just everything happening and behind it with like both trey and matt just being incredibly clever and their dads now like they're older now but it's just it's incredible and i'm glad they're getting success they're um there was a rumor that they're going to buy um, Casa Bonita. Yeah, yeah, which is so <laughs> great, and they're actually going to make it good. Apparently, like I've obviously never been to Casa Bonita, mm. but um, yeah, from from what I've seen around the traps, the food isn't the best, but they actually want to buy it and turn it into something special. And well, they've got six hundred million US dollars, so I'm assuming they can probably afford it. I, if if it happens, I would be keen to actually go there because I it's one yeah. of my favorite episodes for starters. Um, but like. It's it's their own way to have something kind of South Park themed, like a like a theme theme restaurant, I guess. A theme park, South Park theme park. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be pretty interesting. I mean, everyone's getting a theme park now. Hmm. Do you think there'd be a ride or like the entrance where you're actually going into Mister Slave's anus, like uh, Lemmy Winks and Co? Yes. <laughs> if it plays the song, I'd be happy. <laughs> That ep- that episode's an absolute banger as well. Meeting like the katata fish <laughs> and stuff like that. It's Terrible so yeah. so good. But um, I think the the stealth announcement in this is the the new game. Oh yeah. So uh, are we going to get uh, the the third the third game in the old uh, stick of truth fractured butthole sort of universes where? Are they going to go back down the superhero route and take the piss out of Marvel and DC again? Or are they going to lean into the the Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons sort of vibe mm-hmm. again? Or are they going to go something completely different? But um, if we get a game in that sort of play style and, and that type of vein again, I'm all for it because those games are phenomenal. Yeah, they were great. They're like, look, they're pretty fun, quick bangers. I don't recall them taking too long. Yeah, they didn't overstay their welcome. Uh, but the combat was great. The the movement, obviously that that same sort of comedic tone mm-hmm. of, of South Park, and some very shocking and offensive moments. Oh yeah. Ooh. and even um, an Aussie crying koala censorship one. <laughs> um, Remember that? Of truth. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a thing. That was a thing. But uh, yeah, six hundred million US dollars. This uh, this deal is. It's good to see they got the bag. And um, yeah, for any fans out of there, out there that are still big on the South Park bandwagon, at least you got fourteen movies and like six more series of TV coming at you at least between now and twenty twenty seven, which is uh, crazy, unbelievable, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, okay, the next one. This is a really, really sad but slash quick hitter. 
Saber Interactive's Evil Dead game uh, has been delayed from the back end of 2021 into February 2022. So it's not a huge delay. No. It might be, might end up being maybe three to four months, but they're just saying they wanted to add some extra polish to the game to get it out and release to its full potential. I'm keen to play this. I don't think it's like a long-term go play it every no. week for, for six months, but I think this is just going to be fun, squad-based horror antics getting a good couple of weeks out of it, parking it, and then maybe having a good couple of weeks again down the line. But uh, yeah, got to wait a little longer, Evil Dead fans. Got to wait until February of next year. Yeah. I mean, we're at this stage where we're kind of used to it. So um, uh, I'm, I'm, I know <laughs> I know you, it's a little bit of a like, you know, dang. But for me, it's like an Evil Dead game was barely on my radar. But it looks fun. Yeah. It looks like I was impressed with how nice it looked in the gameplay that we saw. So yeah, yeah, looks good. Polish looks good, and yeah, it's gonna be, gonna be fun playing with friends, playing solo. Who knows? That's that's the tough part with a lot of these sort of live multiplayer types of games that, that lives and dies by your experience. And and I always have better ones playing with friends. So I uh, just need to get a few people on it, and we can enjoy it in February. Mm. Uh, the next one, Miss Hart, PUBG is now called PUBG Battlegrounds. So Miss Hart is called Player Unknowns Battlegrounds Battlegrounds. This apparently has something to do with Crafton, who was sort of one of the main overseers of the PUBG world. His plan to create a PUBG universe. So all their future games are going to be called like PUBG colon blah. PUBG colon blah. So they're making a whole heap of other different games. But for now, the old uh, Player Unknowns Battlegrounds, it's called PUBG Battlegrounds. So Wait, Player Unknowns Battlegrounds Battlegrounds. Couldn't they've just called it like PUBG Battle Royale? Or a yeah. PUBG Rumble or some shit like that. That that's 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 this that's a little silly. Like no one, no one there kind of stopped this announcement and said, "You do understand how stupid this sounds, right?" Mm. But oh well, it's it's so dumb. Uh, like I, it's it, is PUBG still popular on PC? I know that they actually really took off with the mobile gaming, um, you know, community. Um, it became pretty popular there, but um, haven't really seen much content-wise on the PC level. Not to poo it, but like just you know, in contrast to the other uh, battle royales out there, it barely you know gets to hold a flame to them. Yeah, I'm I'm having a quick peek now on um, SteamCharts.com for. Uh, average players mm -hmm. so for the last 30 days it's averaged 184,000 players which is not bad it's still okay like it had a peak obviously at uh, over 3.2 million it's peak so that is a big 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 decline from there yeah um but yeah like looking over the past even back to january january it saw 201,000 but outside of that, it's all been under 200K all around that 180. So 180 to 186. So yeah. it's sitting, it's steady, but um, yeah, it's nowhere near what it was. Yeah. No way in hell is it near what it was. And maybe naming conventions like this is the reason why, because people don't understand why am I playing Battlegrounds, Battlegrounds. But uh, yeah. yeah, so this, this ties into like one of their upcoming games is called PUBG New State is one of the games they're working on at the moment. And then obviously we've got Battlegrounds and um, yeah, they've they've got some other games coming out. There's a space horror game uh, that somehow ties into it. You know, the Callista 
protocol. Do you remember that one that got announced? We've only seen a crazy CGI trailer, oh. really sort of tight shot of a guy and then this beast is fucking him up. That somehow ties into the PUBG universe. Okay. Don't know how. I, um, I didn't even know PUBG also, had a universe. So Yeah. I don't know how you make this a universe. Like, I don't understand, Miss Hart. But, uh, we'll yeah, we've got out. the Callisto Protocol. <laughs> we've got New State. And we've also got another uh, PUBG game currently codenamed Project Cowboy that ties into this PUBG world. So uh, no one asked for it, but we've got a PUBG universe coming. And um, it makes no sense. I'm not but anyway. pooing. Like, that's obviously the smart angle when, you know, you think your game needs to get a bit of a boost. Yeah, open open it up a bit, you know. Cast a wide net. It's just the naming convention. The naming convention, it just, it's weird. It's wacky. It really makes me wonder who said, yeah, that's fine. Maybe they yeah. knew that because it was so stupid, it would get talked about a lot and it would get press. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Miss Hart. But uh, yeah, the PUBG universe is coming at us mm. from all angles, from every direction, from space, from Earth. Nowhere is safe. PUBG. They're coming for you. On the plane. And the, the last little bit of news here, Miss Hart, Street Fighters Cammy and Guile have officially joined Fortnite as part of the Round 2 crossover event. Uh, in further Fortnite news, Ariana Grande is playing a live concert right now slash over this weekend slash you'll probably have to go back and watch it on YouTube by the time this episode comes out. Um, that is part of the Rift Tour event that she is uh, currently taking place in. And for the low, low price of 2,800 V-Bucks, you can buy a bundle that has the Ariana Grande outfit with Rift Goddess Ariana va uh, variant, Piggy Smalls back bling, Little Floaticorn emote, <laughs> Sweetener Sail Shards glider, Seven Ring Smasher pickaxe with Gem Striker variant. Those that are sounded like I was speaking <laughs> another language. My goodness gracious me. Uh, but uh, yeah, Ariana Grande is now in Fortnite. Um, this, this, the character skins, it's, it's very Ariana Grande. It looks like But they're kind of cool looking, wouldn't you say? I, I you know, we, I, I always have comments about Fortnite, but the Ariana Grande skin, I'm like, that actually looks like her. And it looks really nice. And I'm actually, I don't mind Ariana Grande. I think she makes good music. She's pretty talented. And I was like, oh, wow. Like watching one of those concerts with her music, that would be interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, it's weird that she got involved. I don't really, didn't really think she needed any kind of push, but maybe she does. Maybe she's kind of hit some kind of like, ro like popularity roadblock or something like that. But I think this is great. Um, I always thought these like live events of experiencing music and video games, I haven't had a major problem with. I think they're probably a great way to experience it. Going back to the Street Fighter skins, though, have you mm -hmm. seen what Guile looks like? Guile looks like he's got a bigger stringer on the top of his head. <laughs> Someone's opened up a bigger stringer and put it and on the top me of Guile's shake head. Shake me anyway you want. <laughs> That's all, like, the second I saw it, I'm like, it's mm. a fucking opened up bigger stringer. What are they doing? As long as you eat me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is, Cammy looks fine. Cammy looks like Cammy. I, I, you'd be really hard-pressed to screw up that look. But, um, yeah, guy looks a bit off. Um, so, um, also, I don't know how much V-Bucks are. Like, is 2,800 V-Bucks a lot? I, Let me see. I don't know the conversion. Um... Well, I know people still credit okay, cards. Okay, I'm, I'm just it. looking on the um, 
it looks like 2,800 V bucks mm-hmm. is thirty dollars Australian oh! or twenty nine ninety five Australian. So you want that Ariana Grande bundle, pony up 30 bucks, young man or young girl or young person. Goodness, yeah, no, no. Okay, that's it's good to get perspective because that's a lot. That's a lot for a video game skin. Yeah, so it's a little over a dollar per 100 V-Bucks, you'd say. Yeah. With my quick maths, I think lines up. Either way, that's really expensive. Yeah, so so for thirty bucks you can get yourself an Ariana Grande, um, yeah, bundle, or for twenty bucks you can get yourself an eight bit Founders coin. Which one is going to last longer? Mm. Which one is going to stay relevant for longer? Yeah, maybe Ariana Grande because she's a multi million dollar performing artist and has been in the game since uh, she was on uh, in was she in Mickey Mouse Club or she was part of Disney? She was part was... of Disney. She was in a Disney yeah. show. Mickey Mouse Club. They don't really have Mickey Mouse Club. That's like Britney so. Spears yeah, and Timberlake days yeah, and Chris stuff. Chris Aguilera, yeah. Yeah, but Miss Hunt, the, the the crossovers just keep it coming at Fortnite. Mm. I've got to ask, who, from a musical perspective, so whether it be a band, solo artist, what live concert slash then, I guess, skin would you like to see in Fortnite next? What would you pony up 2,800 V-Bucks for? on the back of a concert and then to buy their their bundle. It has to be pretty like standout-ish of a skin. Um musically wise, I'd I'd want someone outlandish. I'd want and then you said they'd have a concert as well. Yep. So they play a concert and then you can buy their oh, skin I know. in a bundle. King Diamond. I've been blasting it a lot in the gym lately, but having a King Diamond skin and then watching him like live in Fortnite would be great. It'd be all like Halloween and spooky and stuff. It'd be great. Yeah, good call. I um, I'm leaning into the spookies. I'm gonna say Slipknot. Give me, give me some Slipknot skins where maybe you don't need like all eight individual skins, but maybe you could weave in some sort of um, like acknowledgements to band members in the way of like the backpack or the pickaxe and stuff like that. But give me, give me some insanity. Slipknot virtualized concert. I know it's a bit rough. Joey Jordison, um, sympathies out to his family and friends. He passed away at 46 uh, about a week or so ago now. But yeah, yeah, give me me some Slipknot immortalized in Fortnite. Yeah. I think those those skins look cool. Crazy ass nightmare fuel jumpsuits. Like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And also just listening to kids sing people equal shit. Watching a (laughs) Fortnite concert would be absolutely hilarious. (laughs) That would be good. Duality. All right, so that brings us to the end of the news. Let's uh, jump over to this. Tweet of the week. And this tweet comes via way of Nebelian over on Twitter. Obviously, because it is a tweet of the week, where else would you get this from? But uh, <laughs> the tweet reads, While the Dead Space remake is built from the ground up based on the original design docs, some elements that, in quotes, don't work will be cut. Mm. Also, similarly to God of War, the 2018 release, Dead Space will be one uninterrupted sequence shot so this game's going to go from cutscene to gameplay and back and forth so you're not going to have a second to breathe you're not going to have a second to lower your heart rate get rid of the panic shit's just going to be coming thick and fast the entirety of your dead space experience and i am all for that idea yeah 
Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not because that game was scary, and I I need. <laughs> as, I guess as long as we have the pause, I'm okay. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like um, I'm curious what's going to be cut. Yeah. So uh, like the um, that sort of assumes that they're they're playing around with fresh ideas that that weren't in the original games. They're going to be mucking around with some some different gameplay mechanics and stuff to see what will or won't work. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of that stuff we won't ultimately hear about what was cut, or we might just get a little throwaway in, in some further game coverage. But that uninterrupted single sequence shot, like I'm I'm excited for that because that's one of the coolest things I've seen in gaming done in the past several years. Like God of War was just a, a visual spectacle and. Yeah, going from from a cutscene to the gameplay and back and forth just smoothly, uninterrupted. It's just it's um fantastic direction. And um yeah, to see that realized in a sci-fi space survival horror game, my goodness, it's gonna be intense. <laughs> oh no, thank you. I can't wait for this. Even though this game's probably not gonna be out for three years or so, I cannot wait for it. Yeah. I'm all for it. All right, Miss Hart, let's jump over here. New releases and events. All right, so as far as things happening this week, um, with the way the world is, not a whole lot of ha- is happening this week, to be completely honest. Obviously, uh, THG252 is running through your ear holes right now. We've got a new Is This Thing On uh, dropping exclusively over at ko-fi.com forward slash we're a bit later in the week. But outside of that, there's not a ton of new potties dropping this week from uh, 8-Bit as a whole. As far as video game releases, we get the physical uh, version of Hades uh, dropping this week on the 12th slash 13th of August. That's going to be dropping on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash X, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Is that Game and Pass? And obviously, yeah, you got me. Drop it on Game Pass on that day one. So anyone that, hasn't, anyone that hasn't played Hades, get in on it, especially if you've got Game Pass because... You've got nothing to lose. You're already paying for the service and you're going to get one of the best games to come out in the last several years. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, won so many Game of the Year awards last year, rightfully so. Now you get to experience that. I just noticed a lot of what you've actually highlighted as important and there's one here that you haven't highlighted as important. There's reasoning behind that too because I accidentally grabbed dates that flew into the week after as well. I see. So, so our calendar week this week, as far as the episode release dates, would be the, say, the 9th to the 15th or the 16th. Oh, I see. So, so got... they'd fall into next week's oh, bucket. Okay, well, but mind. as a little teaser, 12 Minutes comes out week after next, which is a game that you and I, Ali, are hyped as hell for. I just can't believe I'm finally getting it. <laughs> yeah, I, I got, I think... I got too too hyped up when I saw that on the August release slate. So when I grabbed those dates, I just pulled it all through and then realized when I crunched numbers, oh, that's the week well, after. It's good. God damn it. It's good to kind of like let people know. So it's like whatever games you're playing next week, hurry up and finish them because 12 minutes is coming out the week after. So you got to make sure you got make time for that. Yeah, perfect, perfect way to uh, to sort of bring that full circle there. So 12 minutes is coming out. Week after next, on that August 19 through 20, depending on where you are in the world. Obviously, it is on Xbox and PC only at this stage. So, uh, yeah, get hyped for some 12 minutes coming out in just over two weeks' time or just under two weeks' time uh, by the time you're listening to this. 
But uh, yeah, this week, Hades dropping on all the platforms and um, yeah, get it on Game Pass. You've got nothing to lose if you're already paying for the service. Mm. There's another game dropping this week called Road 96 on Switch and PC. Um, I'm assuming it might be the sequel to Road 95 and um, you know the game that's going to be out before Road 97. But uh, yeah, you're looking for something on the Switch and PC to also kill a bit of time. That is coming out this, this week. And something else I wanted to really quickly highlight, um, just because of how great slash terrible slash fantastic it is, the the latest trailer for Venom Let There Be Carnage dropped this past week. And uh, boy, howdy, does it look like my kind of hot mess. Oh, it looks terrible. Are you written on, on the document, like, oh, like, do you want to discuss it? And I'm like, I didn't actually watch it because I didn't see the first movie that looked bad to me so i'm like i'm not gonna watch the first movie but i thought oh maybe maybe since brendan wants to talk about it this trailer looks good so brendan actually got to witness my face watching the trailer and i think within the first like few minutes of it i laughed and said this is terrible (laughs) can confirm oh my god what a hot mess what a hot mess yeah it's uh it looks like it's going to be a special kind of dumpster fire. Like at least uh, could potentially be better than the first, which isn't saying much because the first Venom movie I really did not like. It it really, really destroyed a beloved uh, Marvel character of mine. But I'm hoping with a slight tonal shift and maybe Woody Harrelson can make this a little bit more enjoyable than it has any right to be. So... We'll see. I'm trying to be optimistic on this one, but I'm also preparing myself for the eventual letdown. Yeah. I mean, you know, you. I think you know what you've signed up for. You're not going to get yourself overly excited for a masterpiece. I think you're just going to you know, grab your popcorn and go, whatever happens, happens. So. Exactly. Exactly. And um, unrelated to this movie in particular, but related to films as a whole... Mm. Uh, Pig is available on um, stream, like on stream on demand services now. The old Nicolas Cage, and it got good film. reviews. Have I been seeing good reviews? It's been getting good reviews. I I can't find it on anything on Apple TV as far as watch it here mm-hmm. for X price at the moment. So I'm still a little sad because I was strapped in last night to watch that. I'm like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pay for the rental fee. I'm gonna watch Pig. And it's going to be great. But I haven't found it locally, but I think at least over in the US, you'd be able to uh, yeah. drop a couple of dollars in the bucket and um, watch Pig and, and hopefully enjoy it as much as the uh, the movie media have so far. Yeah, hopefully. I'm I'm actually really blessed um, in the past few weeks with um, obviously Suicide Squad. Um, so I'm actually going to be watching that today. So you're going to hear about it next week, everyone. Um, and then obviously Pig as well, which is just Nicolas Cage and I love him. Mm. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for both those films. And, uh, hopefully if restrictions loosen in the next 24-ish hours for Queensland, I'll be able to watch Suicide Squad as well. And then we can jump in and do a bit of a discussion next week. Otherwise I'm just going to be listening to you boast about it and I'm going to be crying. So, uh... Yeah. Either way, we'll have some Suicide Squad discussion on episode 253 of THG. But Miss Hart, that brings us to the end of another episode here. Anything else you want to say before we shut down this studio? I just want to send some love to my Aussies. I know you guys have been having a rough rough go with the um, pandemic and lockdowns and everything like that. And I know some of you have probably 
really stressing and probably haven't had a you know great mental health week or month or whatever um but just know that you know just hang in there try to see the best of it just focus on your health focus on your mental health physical health and everything like that and just i guess work together the bullshit's the bullshit trust me (laughs) i know um but yeah just hang in there guys very well said yeah we'll uh We'll keep fighting the good fight and do what we can to, uh, you know, get ahead of this thing. Hopefully, uh, we're out of the woods sooner rather than later and, and can get back to a level of normality. But yeah, just be, just be smart, just be safe, and uh, yeah, just just look after yourselves and each other. Yeah, like take time to, to get outside, get a bit of sunlight, distract yourself yeah. from the the isolation and these these quarantine situations, and uh, just just yeah, be good to yourselves and one another, and we'll get through it. And just uh, look forward to 12 minutes coming out in two weeks' time. Exactly. All right, 8-Bit Nation. It has been our pleasure to serve you, as always. But until next time, much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Shout out again to Lemmy Winks. That was a uh, fantastic unscripted pull and reference we had there. That was beautiful. Lemmy Winks, Lemmy Winks, Gerbil King. Such a banger of a track. <laughs>